0: Funny joke. Black in the face. So he was black in the face. That was the joke. But if he's like a department store owner who gets, I'm uh, setting up a female mannequin in the bed and the whole right. town mis- misconstrues it. So, but he's like, you know, like he's kind of a hammy guy later. It's like kind of not as dry as this. You know, he, he's wet. He's wet That's humor. Bad. Yeah. So he's just fucking around with the police, right? But he's. Hell. You know, he, yeah, that must have hurt. That must have been not a prop, right? Like, if for him don't to trip.
1: I It's probably pretty light.
0: But he trips. It doesn't fly with him when he, when he walks away. It might be a prop when he drops on the guy's foot.
1: <clears throat> it's got some weight to it, but, I mean, it's a movie.
0: Right, I know, but sometimes the stunt of it, it is a movie, and this movie is still going on. We won't see the race for a while.
1: So they're just walking.
0: Yeah, well, they gotta break the quarry down. So he, he doesn't want to do the heavy pickaxe thing, right? Look, he's getting down to dirty. He's got a little hammer. He's sitting on a pebble. <clears throat> this rock's not going to break, so you know what? I'll just get a smaller rock. <laughs> yeah, he looks at the hammer. <clears throat> do you think that's a that must be a prop hammer that hit him on the head? I mean,
1: the things we saw about Buster Keaton were doing, and we we're like, "This is real. This is real." Was all like his physical jumping and leaping and throwing wood and do- you know dodging wood, and this is different. I mean, he's getting hit on the head by a piece of metal. It's got to be, it's a Thank movie. You.
0: It's a movie. But you know, this guy's like, yeah that was pretty funny. You got fucked up. <laughs> yeah, right, pal. It's all right." <laughs> Yeah. All right, pal. You're right, pal. Ah, oh, it doesn't life suck happened a second time. All right, yeah, like walking off drugged. Yeah, but he still it must be from the sleeping pills from the first reel. Really? For real. <laughs> yeah, he's like this is the second time it's happened. Life is the general great. was
1: 8 reels. That's wow. footage. He had to edit. He had rough footage of 200,000 miles
0: in this movie he covers his hand like isn't it funny i got hit in the head the second time so he uses his hand to cover in the bob pope movie he's like in the in the uh, department store where he's playing like jack benny there's a scene where he's looking at models wearing clothing and right. he looks at him and he covers his hand and goes i don't like it so it's, it's, <laughs> i've seen him do his hands thing three different times right? he got back at him right and then what does he say Hey, pal, that's just the way life goes in my right eye five. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> it's just it, <laughs> life sucks, huh? I thought that was pretty funny. Like, this is the only time he stands up for himself, too.
1: <laughs> he hit him on the head with the fucking rock. <laughs> <laughs> he hit him right out. The
0: yeah, This guy's like, guy's like, yeah. I'm gonna take my bowl and chin and go. So this is a crazy scene, right? This guy, like Tex Avery. He sees the the policemen like having playing cards, and he knows where the lockbox is, where they keep all the guns and the key. So while those guys are having playing cards or having a smoke or whatever yeah. they do in 1926, he's going to unlock these 19th century bowling and chains these guys have in 1920. Right? Do they really have that 1936?
1: 1926? I'm sure because like 1880s was just. A little while ago I, i'm not right. sure the answer but uh it doesn't come from i can't see any civil war prisoners with those on their, you know right i can't i see mean old-timey photos of
0: i always thought you had to do commit a crime for a chain gang you know not for stealing like a loaf of bread like les miserables style <laughs> well that was france in a different time and was it though carl no, it was <laughs> All right, so he's got a gun. So what does our friend do? <laughs> he's such a dumb <laughs> man.
1: Thank you for this better hammer.
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, I could I can definitely break small rocks here. Now I don't know if this is like real ammo in this movie or what. You know, these when they do special effects and stuff. There's, I don't know if like
1: no, they use blanks. Uh we talked about in the general one of the injuries was uh an AD got shot in the face wow. by a
0: blank. Yeah. now it's just so they're gonna line up but you know what they all unlock their uh, ball and chain they all have guns in their pocket right so but our like dummy get... no our dummy still has the ball and chain he already shot his gun riot we're gonna have a little police riot this movie has everything Carl police riot uh, prison riot this is me like should I leave
1: so is he gonna? yeah, like he's, he's so indecisive. Like he starts to run, he turns around. He, it looks yeah. like he's going to maybe help him. He's are you going to report okay? it?
0: So how is he, he? Now these guys are shooting, really shooting. Now are they, he's going to have to hop on there with the ball and chain.
1: Oh, okay. So he, so he made his decision. All right.
0: Yeah. but You <laughs> know, I know it's crazy. He's fucked. That's so he the next best thing. Train humor. It was really big in 1926.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of those rock guitarists who are like...
0: Yeah, like playing the middle of a solo. Yeah. yeah, he's making that guitar face too, scrunching it up. Whoa. So like, he ran huh? to the... Yeah. Block. 40 minutes, 40 miles later. Ah, <sighs> 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 Ooh, he. it finally stopped <laughs> no, i just love this like this happened to be water right there uh so he i mean this is rival's chaplain fuck him fuck Chaplin. Uh-huh. damn right the yeah so his shoes don't take so, so my whole
1: no bottoms
0: right that's right so my whole theory of uh Whose is his dad's shoes he's wearing to walk cross-country or if it's Burton's shoes? It doesn't matter because he wears them out by by being stuck on a train.
1: Right. Now his chain is cut, but he won't know it, right?
0: And right, no. The
1: ball, <laughs> the ball. And then there'll be a scene in which he's really distanced himself from it and he'll go, oh darn, and run back and well, get wait, it.
0: he's about to go, but he's like, Oh, I forgot I gotta carry this ball with me. And it's just so happy that no one else survived the desert. Oh, no, they're not of the desert yet, I don't think.
1: Get out of here, you.
0: This is like a really macabre competition, too, because the other competitors are lost. They didn't make it to the desert or what have you. And they're just like, oh, well, that's just the fatal aspect of our competition. You know, people may die, I guess. (laughs) Now, this is another crazy sign. why would this guy do this <laughs> or at least I, hopefully it was one take where'd you go oh. walking with his floppy ass feet but meanwhile his dad is hooked on the movies isn't that crazy like he gets to see the newsreel the, the
1: movie, City
0: tone. movie tone movie tone news Dateline, hey there's the piano player. Shut up. Stop making yeah. cute noises. Yeah,
1: yeah. Back then they didn't have the technology to mute that guy.
0: You know, one version, uh, I was listening to like, uh, on YouTube, the piano, they mentioned France and they started playing like, All right. They made it. Like everyone else is dead. Oh, no, they got to cross the desert. This is it.
1: Well, yeah, it's, that makes so much sense.
0: Look, his father doesn't even stay for Betty Boop. <laughs> what about the merry melody, sir?
1: He hasn't gotten a Woody in years.
0: Why is he around for Betty Boop? Sand City. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. Sand City. So, you know, we think there's a race, isn't I you saw re-head.
1: that movie. There were different segments. There was uh, some of it was cartoon. Sin City,
0: right? Sin City. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about that. I said, that's too obscure. Or it's too too much of a stress. Not that it's obscure. Screw we refer to that. We Look, there's another shoe store there. Probably Burns right. Shoes.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's so right. He
0: meets them outside his uh, shoe stores across America.
1: She's excited to see
0: her boy. Like, why do they, are they supposed to show up exactly in one time? Oh, yeah. Here he is. He did it. He made it through the desert. Everyone else is dead.
1: Oh, so we won't see the desert?
0: Yeah, I don't. You know, this was all must have been shot in California, especially if he's made like two other movies in that time span. Here's my favorite line. This movie. Ah, the wolves. Yeah, but they don't call the police or anything, and they didn't have anyone monitoring them, so it's like no. Whoa.
1: She already got the letter. I love you, love you, whatever. So she was feeling bad. So everyone realized he that that pays for that crime.
0: But it's just like they don't get sued for like having a competition <laughs> where people die.
1: This is why those laws got invented. Yeah,
0: that's it's right. <laughs> right. Like this. That's Completely
1: right. Is illegal, my friend. You cannot put it in your soda.
0: Now, this movie studio, lot must have a, a giant wind machine in this movie. Uh-huh. All right, so, yeah. I did it. Don't worry about it. But are there in Florida filming,
1: right, one of your big pet peeves?
0: No, no, this is even worse. It's a guy code. Oh, Cyclone, sorry, the text. Look at that. That's special effects. It's
1: not a typhoon.
0: It's a... It's a uh...
1: Because my um, stepbrother Ken, he's got a lot of money. He's the typhoon.
0: <laughs> Monopoly typhoon? <laughs> yes. I look, people are running. Look don't at go that. To the shoe store. Duncan. Yeah, this is crazy. They must have, like, how did they do this? They must have, like, six fans or something just blasting through a lot.
1: I'm here. Duh. Where is everybody? Duh. At last, the breeze.
0: Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. Oh, he was in the desert. That's why.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: Uh, Christ-like. Angelic, perhaps. And he looks good with the beard. I'm <laughs> going to find more movies by him, Carl. I hate to tell you.
1: Okay, he's him. great. He's hilarious. It, yeah, but uh, I want
0: his talkies. I want him with the really bad comedies that he did. Okay. But yeah, no, he, we should do another one of his silence.
1: Whatever you want. Uh, yeah.
0: So. I haven't picked a movie yet.
1: Can't seem to walk across the. What What's no. decisive? Okay. You can't
0: make it past the wind. Okay, I get it. Now. He's trying to cross. But the wind machine's in the alleyway and it won't let him pass. You're right. But again, they must have created some new laws about people walking into all these stunts they do are just nuts. <laughs> Did he do it? No. no. No, Go back to the corner. Look at his like a kid. outfit, man. I know. Patterned from the desert. Oh
1: yeah, that'll that'll do it. That'll launch you, you dummy. We
0: got <laughs> <That> umbrella. <laughs> Uh, let's see Yee. all right <laughs> now, this is how so he's a vaudevillian right and uh, now he walks into a barber set except he's such a minimal comic. he's the only guy here and like, there's no barber in the whole vaudevillian barber routine but the the cyclone will change things.
1: The cyclone will change things.
0: Yeah, like, he'll he'll play off the Cyclone. So instead of having, like, a barber on stage with him in this movie, it's this movie set in the wind.
1: (laughs) He's going to be naked now? Yeah. So Cyclone was a great producer. Of course, he was one of the famous Jews, uh, Cyclone. Cyclone. He had own production company.
0: Cyanara Productions.
1: thinks he heard someone outside yeah whoa this is camera effects no it's It's, i think
0: it has to be a studio
1: so they're rocking it back and forth like it's a machine designed to do yeah
0: there's a lot of stuff like that in this
1: movie yeah look how it's made to it might even i'm not kidding be cardboard maybe i don't know what they had back then they didn't have corrugated
0: but they had movie lots you know where they, yeah. they had sound stages so they they must be filming it while outside they have hydraulics going you know it's a different variety of uh like a buff. <laughs> how crazy is that him hanging off the uh building you're gonna shut the door yeah they really have the fan these there's no acting needing needed in this role i you know Like, hey, Cargus, can you pretend you pretend to push the door?
1: No, he goes, "Hello, friend."
0: Yeah, but look at this—he doesn't recognize him. There's some guy in a dress, right? Oh, where
1: floppy shoes?
0: Yeah. The
1: the 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 town shot of the cyclone. What do you think that is? It's not stock footage. They did it.
0: They could have hand drawn it. It wasn't much information on, uh, you know, like about the production. I would have to find like an actual book, Carl. I have to tell you, like, all my f- film reference books, like my Video Hound and my Leonard Walton, which would list list this. I w- I didn't bring when I moved, so uh-huh. I, I didn't have any physical references. I just have my like cult movie books. So, right. And even then, I couldn't couldn't really find. I, so.
1: I was really looking for your best guess. You know how they do yeah. the facts I think you've nailed it about I don't know it's hydraulics it's probably are just pushing it you know it's like
0: a fun house like they must be in a stage yeah um, yeah he's, He we just got blown in there it's like mad
1: at the fans you think that's unfair to them
0: it's do you think that hurt being like pushed on your butt like dragged yeah. in your butt like that
1: yes yes but I think he's uh you know
0: 33 I think he can handle it yeah he can handle it and I think in 1926, increase, increase. it was like operator or something. Wow. I know. It's no, no expense. It's, fair. it's
1: like Indiana Jones surviving. Yeah. Newt the fridge.
0: Breath. But this time he, uh, he telephoned the, he, uh, he win the the win the booth.
1: He hung up the phone.
0: <laughs> well, that's it. It's done. He survived it. No, there's still more
1: wow it's like a sometimes it looks like a train set and they
2: maybe that's unfocus what it is
1: the film a little bit and with all the wind you believe it i'm suspending disbelief
0: you think maybe the u.s government blew like dropped another bomb and gave him the footage yeah it's a lot of effects for a movie yeah The Walking Movie. If he was just walking, I would have been satisfied. They spent their
1: money on this. This is Forrest Gump. Somebody better come and get their building.
0: (laughs) We're almost wrapping up. Believe it or not, he's gonna he's gonna save the day by saving this building. This is this is like my favorite scenes. (laughs) And then boom, like two shots. Just like he doesn't, you don't even see him go up the stairs. I got, you know, I was coming right up. Next scene, I'm up. Next scene, we're out. Is it her? Yeah. But luck I saved it. her.
1: Yeah, brought her into the cyclone. Go down the basement, bitch. Uh, by <laughs> bitch, I meant the male.
0: I By bitch, I meant, you know, uh, Jim Crawford. <laughs> the bitch is back. It's a, uh, he, they have priorities, you know? Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Look at my model train set.
0: It's the fall of the house of Usher. He's been working on that model set, Usher.
1: Carl, I'm sorry, Dad. Carl, we were making a film, Dad. We were
0: making a film and there was a cyclone. Carl, you ruined my Lionel train set. My father gave this to me.
1: Oh, can I have it? Because I'm going to ruin it.
0: Oh, you can't have it. But that was res- you. First, have to show respect to the Little train Whoa, set. What is that? That was stop motion or some shit. Yeah, he chases the cyclone out.
1: How did he do it? By throwing shoes at it?
0: I, bricks threw bricks
1: at it, and it took to the air. Uh huh. Yeah, he didn't save shit. Look at that place. Okay, he made it go away. He didn't save shit.
0: No, oh, didn't you read the placard? Yes. <laughs> the John Luke placard?
1: <laughs> just because I read it doesn't make it so. He didn't say shit.
0: I still love his shoes. This is just like... Uh... So now so we're here we at are. the Br- end?
1: How many yeah. years have passed?
0: Well, no, it's, you know, a couple... Of th- well, not more than three months, I hope. And his dad's going to find out on the news. So again... This is after the fact when the newsreel is aired and shot, but well, we don't I know his audience.
1: Like two miles per hour, and I think it's over three thousand miles. Right. This is
0: also a walking race, cheating the run at the end, so he yeah. wins. So at one point, does the audience know that we have to watch it in the movie. We have to watch it in the movie theater in the movie
1: theater. So they did get married, right? And the only it's not bunch- a story; it's a romantic story.
0: You know the only well, she's an heiress too. The only trivia I saw in IMDb was that uh, for this shot they 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 had a baby and it didn't work out, so he did this. And
1: that's it, funny, I guess. Yeah,
0: it's funny for like what two seconds? ago goes da 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 The end. Do 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 do. MGM, you know, Paramount Pictures. The end. It's just good. No, now he has a teddy bear. We'll stick with that. His stick is that he's like a little kid, like an innocent kid, not an angry kid or not a, you know, man. He's literally a man-child, a child man in this. Right. But he does one crazy stunt before the movie ends. He's going to flip 360 this crib, and I don't know how he falls out or what. Flip 360?
3: Crib... Okay.
0: Yeah, so he has a crib, right? It's going to flip, like, over. It's going to do a 360. So like one the
1: force, the... will keep him in play?
0: I don't know how they do it. Like, this is baffling.
1: He broke his milk glass bottles. I know. <laughs> He's going, to broke the milk.
0: See, I this bit me. never ends. It doesn't end. They should have, like, the the uh, First national picture.
1: All Whoa. Right, then we...
0: oh, what was
1: no? a... Cut away and cut back. They matched action very well. Uh, all right
0: it, yeah I the first few times I saw it I thought he, he actually did the flip now finally that Carl what' you think of this movie
1: I uh, enjoyed it very much I like his comedic acting and timing and all that jazz yeah uh, it was really good
0: oh well, I'm glad yeah me too it was cool like again like his later films which I recommend he's a completely different comedy style it's more of like kind of overplaying it every time but uh I, so first I ever heard of him, this was good I, I'm going to have to check out the other two that Capra directed And then I want to check out the films he directed The ones that are supposed to be so bad, it ruined his career right. You know, that's an invitation to me And he didn't ruin his career He just did a lot of lousy, funny movies afterwards Carl, no. uh, Yeah Next one? Yeah, so these are movies that are in the public domain And we have a short Carl, what's the name of the short? I'm going to type in it now
1: It's called Fool's Luck 1926 Fool's Luck, nineteen twenty-six. The channel we like is Victor, nineteen sixty FUL. Victor, nineteen
0: sixty FUL. Fool's Luck, ladies and gentlemen, nineteen twenty-six. And this is another comedic icon, <coughs> Fatty Arbuckle, right? Yeah, this is Fatty Arbuckle. All right, we're ready for the second feature. Very excited. Oh, I really enjoyed that celebrity comedian here. He or she is here again for. Celebrity Comedian Countdown, take it away Carl. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready, it was a live show, we're very excited to have Paul here as our Countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Brumbaugh!
4: Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh.
0: All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. (laughs) What a great callback. (laughs) (laughs) What a great callback. Here we go.
1: Fool's Luck, a Fatty Arbuckle film, but it presents...
0: Educational.
1: That's the name of the company, but it was Lupino Lane, not Fatty Arbuckle, who's the star. Look, the dude in 1926, Weird.
0: they say the dude, the dude. Yeah, so Lupita is a dude, the dude. Yep. So, when does Fatty Arbuckle show up?
1: He doesn't, he can't, he's been publicly disgraced.
0: You want to go ahead and tell me why he was, by the way, her name was Rappay, it's pronounced Rappay. Rappay, yeah, okay. Well, this film time.
1: is directed by William Goodrich, not Roscoe Fatty Buckle. It was written by William Goodrich, not Fatty Buckle. And it was starring Lupino Lane, not Fatty Buckle.
0: Wait a minute. He just used a pseudonym and showed up in a movie? He didn't show up, no. You see, okay,
1: there's a whole story, and it's really impressive, and I hope we get to it. But what happened, which was tragic, was um at age 32 no sorry at age 34 on labor day he had this movie called crazy to marry like as in to get married with him yeah crazy to marry and they they were it was a big blockbuster and they were having a party um now look he wasn't a party guy like a jim like, johnson yeah. or something he was just you, you know, know they threw him a party. Congratulations. Uh and there was lots of drinking. Um it was in San Francisco at the St. Francis Hotel. Sure, they got it for a three-day weekend. By the end of the week, he was arrested. Um he was in San Francisco Hall of Justice on felony Roll. Hel- bro, <laughs> held without bail in the slaying of 25-year-old actress named Virginia Rapp. Rape. 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 Rape had accused Arbuckle of raping her prior to passing away, but Rape had a history of accusing men of rape. Um, Roscoe, uh, his friends Lowell Sherman, Fred Fishback drove to San Francisco. They checked into the St. Francis Hotel through a party, at which was crashed by the starlet named Virginia Rape, who was, fell seriously ill. Rappé and died three days later of a ruptured bladder i'm not yeah. sure if they said you murdered her.
0: well no so the thing was like i i had read a novel a novel non book about this too because he, they drove up from los angeles in like a customized car with a bar yeah you know and it was just like big party time but they don't know exactly what happened i mean they do know there was something shoved up her Sheld you up? know Ooh, gross okay yeah but, you know, the story is, is that it was like a ice tongs, So ruptured
1: bladder. Oh, my God. That's awful.
0: Yeah. No, this is, yeah. She died from it. Oh, my God. I think she died.
1: Now, this guy was like a genteel person. He wasn't like, well, I don't know him, right? That um, right. was what I read. The newspapers led by William Randolph Hearst used this incident to generate Hollywood's first major scandal. Crazy to Mary was quickly pulled from the theaters, the nation outraged to discover the off-screen lines of Hollywood stars, blah, 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 blah. Uh, mysterious woman named Maud Delmont, witness for the prosecution, never called to testify because police and prosecutors knew her story would not hold up on the stand, according to this author. Yet what she had to say would be more than enough to ruin Arbuckle's career. Uh, tried not once, but three times on criminal charges, Two hung juries and the third one did not guilty and they wrote him a personal letter of sympathy an apology. They kept it as a treasured memento from all of the- now this guy discovered Buster Keaton. This guy was the guy who brought Buster Keaton to the screen. Yeah. Fatty Arbuckle.
0: Yeah, you know Fatty Arbuckle, there was a movie that I can't find on YouTube because it was called Hollywood he made a cameo after after this controversy like he's it's an unbilled like he plays himself he shows up and uh-huh. uh, but i can't find it anywhere because you type in hollywood 19 you know whatever you're not yeah. going to get a movie title you're going to get like a weird deadline
1: well i guess the thing to do is go to google and then do that images or videos you might get luckier if you're right that's a good that idea picture Okay, so he got a telegram saying from his parents, uh, we're cutting you off. And, he, you know, he had just got off the phone with his girlfriend who had, with the rich dad to come over to my house, you know, fiancé tonight. He wants to impress the father for dinner, you see. And right. now he's got no money. And the guy just came up and said, look, you are three months behind on your rent. You got to get out.
0: Three months of rent. Done yeah. again.
1: So, they're taking all the furniture. You're moving now. They're putting it out. Onto and, the
0: street. So, this was written and directed by Fatty Arbuckle using a pseudonym. Yes, exactly. Uh, directed?
1: Hmm, I think. No, written. That. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, let me tell you about him, right? Uh, eight, 16 pounds at birth. What? He was the baby of nine children. Uh, they moved to California when he was one. At age eight, he was on stage, acrobat, singer, clown. At 17, he got his, like, first pro gig singing illustrated songs for, you know, San Jose, California, $17.50 a week. Traveled through China and Japan with blah, blah, blah. At age 26, he started working for the Keystone Film Studio, 40 bucks a week. It was a big deal. Um, he never starred or featured, but he was in hundreds of things. Most of the time, he's a keystone cop. But he played right. different parts, you know. He worked with uh, Charles... Uh, Charlie Chaplin.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen the shorts, too. Have you ever seen this stuff? Nope. Not really. He's funny. Yeah, you know, he's funny. He has a kind of a self-contained, like, response. It's, he is another boy. Like, he has that kind of wistful smile, but... Uh, he's kind of pleased with himself sometimes, like to the camera. It's funny. Yeah, uh-huh. It's funny,
1: you know. So is good. this is this, you know, really dangerous?
0: Well, I don't know why the policeman can't look up.
1: So sometimes they do the thing where you cut half the film, you cover it, and then so it doesn't get exposed. But look, it dips into the background. Is it a right. movie running in the background on a big screen?
0: And they then rear projected. They did that in that uh, Laurel and Hardy movie, Stan and Ollie, that I was telling you about. I should mention, I forgot to even mention, Harry Langdon was in this, uh, was uh, Stan's replacement.
1: Oh, that's right. For yeah. uh, It kind of was the other way around. Like, the
0: other way around, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Be- and it was in the movie, and they had an actor play him. that's where I first really saw who Harry Langdon was. But, uh, you know, yeah, so th- there's one film where uh, it's, uh, I guess, the big guy and then him. And then he he wrote like a bunch of their movies with them towards the end of his career. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I forgot we to mention this
1: with the rope. I I've seen this, but I missed that. Maybe.
0: Yeah, that's did. the
1: daughter and the father, and we're just getting the pressure. Okay, so up, oh, it's the telephone. He's out. He's hung on a wire right now.
0: <laughs> so did uh, you know you're on top of a piano? Uh, no, but if you hum a few bars,
1: very good. Um. At 27, he began directing one reel. Uh, at 28, he was up to two reels, which means he needed to be sustain his humor, and he could. Um, and then it lists a bunch of films you never heard before, but they're always fatties, Fatty and Fatty's Reckless Fling. Fatty at the Beach. Right.
0: That's what I've seen. i seen, like, you know, Fatty orders a sandwich, or, right. you know, Fatty... They did this uh, one
1: about the World's Fair in San Francisco, so they really went to the World's Fair. Keystone made him do it, because it would be, like, you know, real cheap. It would look like they were...
0: Yeah, they get a crowd, crowd there.
1: Value. Yeah, so this Keystone, like, he... Fatty Arbuckle always thought in his... start that Keystone doesn't think I'm funny. He doesn't think I'm funny! What do I gotta do? <laughs> but... At age thirty, he made a deal with the devil. At age thirty, he formed a partnership with Joseph M. Shank, the guy who took Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, took yeah, up. Uh, oh, like,
0: Shanik. Yeah, yeah,
1: Shanik. that sh- that schmuck. Um, he was okay. One of one of his the wives was in that Seven Chances. They formed a company called Comique, and the films that Roscoe made were released through famous. On a percentage basis. He was making over a thousand a week. That was a rich guy in his days. Yeah, he sure. The company, he had complete control. And he hired a guy he met in New York, Buster Keaton. Keaton would film star, would film career would start with Roscoe's The Butcher Boy, 1917. Um at age 32, they asked him to move from two reels to full-length features. Uh, and he was successful, he was kicking ass. So, at 34, that's when he got accused of uh, that's when he had to go to trial, that's when he became a newspaper, you know. So, anyway, he got he, he, they said you're not guilty, and he changed his name to Goodrich because Buster Keaton said he should be, uh, will be good. And, and Arbuckle just changed it to Will Goodrich. I don't know. He 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 was a comedy director for Al St. John, Buster Keaton, and others with this pseudo-name. So oh, in 32, he was going to be an actor again at age 45. In 1932, he was going to appear in his first comics. He did like uh, six shorts for them. But at the age of 46, he had a heart attack. And that
0: was it. He was going to come back. Oh, that's crazy! Well, what would he do by that point? Well, it was talkies. It was a whole new world. Right. He well, I guess he. Uh, I'm trying but to think if you know, I ever he seen did one of
1: his shorts for them, and they were like, "Okay, make movies for us." He was going to do full length movies. Who right. knows what Fatty Arbuckle would have given us?
0: It's true. I mean, I could see him as a radio personality. You know, the radio shows the fatty arbuckle show
1: yeah now this is good and everything because it's like i don't know how dangerous it is what he's doing right now i mean nobody's driving the car
0: i know yeah a lot of these stunts are uh, pretty impressive for a guy like when he was moving the piano around the house
1: look how high he was up on the chair now look this guy's got no home they're just driving to drive so he's like why stop here you you dummies
0: well of course uh, hey there uh, aww <laughs> aww uh. uh. will you be quiet train I'm looking for the driver did he was a driver under the hood did he find the driver the
1: hood? no no.
0: he did no, look did he check under the hood
1: general, but don't worry yeah. he's safe he's safe
0: oh Carl this is I can't watch it's so and bad the can, quality he
1: will be fine
0: I can't watch Whoa. it's the quality I, I'm sure he's fine
1: what luck
0: Oh, phew. Wah, 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 wah.
1: Here comes the punchline. Kazaam! How dangerous was that?
0: Damn yeah, you, Batman. Ball,
1: one take.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Perfect timing too. They had to wait for the train to come.
1: Now what's he going to do? He doesn't what train will limits. allow that? He doesn't... Well, no train will allow it. I mean, it's against the law. As a matter of fact, he could sue them.
0: No, but I'm saying for the movie production, they're like, hey, do you mind back in 1926? (laughs) It it wasn't that common for uh, trades to run through uh, cars for movies. They didn't hire the train. They just knew the train was coming and they probably gave a heads up. So
1: the guy is like, don't fucking sue us. Here's a check for uh, 30 grand.
0: Wow. Yeah, don't consult the lawyer. Just give the check. And don't worry, it won't bounce. Here's my check. It won't bounce. Well, Don't back worry. in
1: that day, what he's going to do is he's not going to the bank. He's going to go to this store and say, I endorse to you this check. And that that was how it worked back then, you know. So what he will get $30,000 worth of furniture.
0: Wait a minute.
1: 20000 20000
0: So at least he buys the furniture, right? So 20, the, store, the store cashes the check, but it's worth it for them because they, yeah, there it goes. Look at Fatty's direction, Get everyone in there.
1: Hire me some men. I have the money.
0: I've got twenty grand. <laughs> they get the typewriter song while they do this. <laughs>
1: now watch who comes through the door. Ding dong.
0: Oh, oh hello.
1: Oh, heiress to a fortune. Mm.
0: Oh, but where's his piano? I missed that thing.
1: Yeah, that thing's dead. Oh, uh,
0: he was funny playing uh, solitaire in the bathtub.
1: Yeah, that was funny. Floating.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to try that. I'm a very impressionable young kid. Hey, <laughs> hey it worked out. Ta-da. Educational film exchange where laughter is good. What was it? The, they had a weird okay. motto too. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I we have just watched two movies that are now in the public domain. Yeah, uh, Fools' Luck. Uh, lucky fool that he was able to <laughs> make it in time, and of course, uh, Harry Langdon,
1: fools. you're in luck.
0: You're in luck, uh, and of course, we started off with Harry Langdon. I gotta stop to keep playing. It was movies.
1: ho ho ho, right?
0: It was Tramp Tramp Tramp.
1: Oh, Tramp Tramp
0: Tramp. Okay. Can I tell you something funny? Is that I uh, I did look on IMDb. There was a short called Tramp Tramp Tramp, where a guy lets homeless people into his house in oh, the forties, but I'm like. It's a pun on that Civil War song. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty cool. We we will be back next week. We will have a movie lined up for you. Uh we'll let you you'll you'll find out. Check it. How how can I find out about our movie? Check, be join us on Facebook. Yeah. Sign up for Let's Watch a Full Night movie on YouTube. Carl posts the uh the the information, the graphic. Yeah. And then also check us out on L W A F L M O Y T on YouTube. Carl has been posting them uh, every week. Uh, our episodes synced up with the movies. You can watch the visual and listen to it without doing it yourself. That's on LWAFL, YouTube channel. Oh, as always, we love Muni Radio. Thank you so much for letting us host. Thank you, audience, for joining us. Carl, great job, huh? Thank you. What did you think of me as a researcher? Why I thought you, lame, you were right?
1: great. I thought you were terrific. You knew the whole backstory about his ascendancy, just like they did with Arbuckle.
0: Perfect. Right. But he's a guy that I, i'm not familiar with and now i i want to so for me this was just an initial maiden voyage yeah, so i didn't. I really kind funny. of fo- yeah so I, I definitely look him up if you're bored and you have one of those uh search engines on your little <laughs>
2: uh
0: harry langdon yeah harry langdon you'll you'll have to see tons of crap he does they're all on Tubi, your streaming service so we'll be back next week with a new movie so please uh keep subscribe Stay in tune, tell your friends, iTunes, all that smashing like. Uh Carl, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Mike. Bye. All right, See we'll be
0: Bye. Bye. See you audience.
5: let watch full On
2: you, it's
5: Michael Segalman
2: full movie
0: movie not
1: right have yeah. the right. experience right and who wants to listen you don't even know what we're talking about watch the movie with us
5: let's watch full-length movie on YouTube
1: with Michael Spee Hi. This oh, is Carl. Like I'm Mike's friend. On YouTube, I wrote this my song. People, my turn ons are sad
2: sheets.
1: I like to pee outdoors. You should follow Eagle me on Twitter. Let's on it's jokes to Carl, movie, not duh like duh. I that's fun. It's Michael's duh like French, so it's. Jokes
2: de Carl.
1: Follow me now.
2: With my eagle Steve Goldman. Hello, sister, I'm part of the heat for she campaign. You wanna go back to my tent and get your chakras realigned? (laughs)
4: the euphemism stretcher if you know what i mean that's right folks these guys have been coming to gatherings for years and like you know what <laughs> hey it's hard. they're ready to rock it all night long if you know what i mean that's right folks <laughs> step right up that's right that's enough for everybody that's right. <laughs> we can keep it coming
2: all night long that's
6: Patient, we'd be like solar reflection, for shadowing insight.
2: As
7: we're in this dark place, you can see that there is still this glowing
8: Oh. Oh. oh, no, now I'm like Darth Vader.
5: Emerging from cocoons, clarifying, we spin intrinsic webs and wombs of
2: projection.
6: she do with my ring?
5: Uh, increasing transmissions, innate intelligence, neurotransit emitters intersecting, revealing bodies like relevance. Perpetual rhythms pulsating through time, vibratory oscillation permeating skin while down the crowns that pivot the days that tweak can come back to root the life and drop it down to the spine. Geological faults and continuums we climb, personifying we exist, collecting fajing. ¡Gracias! What?
6: Some water? I have a thing in my hand.
5: We love you, loving ovens. Yeah. Oh yeah, loving yeah. you, man. y'all.
4: warming up, How many of y'all dyslexic? For the first time in your life, you have the advantage. See, my p- family used to make fun of me for being dyslexic. And I realized, at some point along the way, I could just not translate for y'all, and you'd think it was funny. To that end, I'm going to tell you a story you already know, and you're going to laugh at it. So here it is. Tunsil on a pine. There were pithriddle the leagues. And all of these pidddle real good friends, on account of they'd been pidddle together. So they work well the first of these piddlegs decided he was going to heal them a bouse. and he'd been reading in this magazine about breen grilling so he built him a hall strauss he was a rocking down the woe done way and he seen a dragon waver hauling a strode law and he hollers out dragon waver, dragon waver, tell me that strode law i got to heal the bouse. and he did he took that strode law and he built him a hall strauss and when it was done, he was pride him out of it. <laughs> well, that Peckinside leg, he wasn't about to be outdone. He was a-rockin' down the dun way, and he seen a dragon wyber hauling a stowed licks.
2: <laughs>
4: he did. Dragon wyber, dragon wyber, he hollered. Sell me that stowed licks. I'm on a hill bows. And he did. He built him a hickstouse. Not a hallstrauss, but a hickstouse. <laughs> and when it was done, he was pride him out of it.
2: Pride him out of it.
4: Well, the Perg Fiddle League, he believed in building for the long term, so he got him a Brodelix and he built him a Hickbrowse, not a Hallstrauss, not a Hickstouse, but a grouse <laughs> He did, built it long and low, the thing was sturdy, looked like it had a hurricane, <laughs> which is going to be important just a little bit down the road. That's what we toy stylers call a Prick Sneeview. <laughs> Well, the first fiddle-leg, he wasn't sitting on his front porch one Sunday. He was went a roaming up the code. He seen the wig bad wolf, and he handed to the house right quick and in a hurry. And the wig bad wolf docks on the door. Fiddleleg, at me, Lin, at me, Lin. Not by the chair of my henny, hen, hen. I'll puff and I'll huff and I'll hoe your blouse down. <laughs> and he did. He puffed and he huffed and he hoed that blouse down. That Strauss was no match for the wig bad bull. Well, the first fiddle leg ran over to the peckin' siddle League's house right quick in a hurry. He did. And the wig bad bull, well, he followed after. He danged on the boar of the hick stouse. Lid, Not by the chair, or, henny, hen, And I'll puff and I'll huff and I'll hoe your blouse down. And he did. He puffed and he huffed and he hoed that blouse down. And the purse fiddle leg and the peckin' fiddle leg ran over to the purd fiddle house. Say that three times fast. I just did. That's once is all you get. That's hard enough. And the weak, bad wolf followed after. And he danged on the bore of that hick <laughs> <laughs> legs, legs. <laughs> Not by the chair, henny, hen, hen. I'll puff and I'll huff and I'll hoe your blouse down. <laughs> <laughs> just try it. And he did. He puffed and he huffed and he huffed and he puffed till he was blue in the face. But that hickbrowse didn't go nowhere. That hickbrowse was too strong for the weak, bad bull. Well, but he caught his breath for a minute. It scratched on it. It came to him. He fetched a gatter out of the garage, And then he rhymed up on the kloof. Then he set to chiming down the clemney he fed Hurst. But he hit a sparrow knot and he stuck guck. He did. That poor big, that bull. Well, those pit legs just realized what had happened. And they started to fire. Wait, that one came out forward. I told you I was dyslexic. They parted a stire. <laughs> they did, they parted his tire Right there in the fireplace. And for dinner that night They had roast wolf He then Wait, wait, wait There are two storrels to this mori As far as I know Wumber Nun Don't overlook a potential food source Just cause it's trying to eat you And Tumber New If you think you're a part-smerson, don't go chiming Fedhurst down at Clemney. It just sets a bad (laughs) example.
2: The feet, the feet, the feet, As we trip back
5: from time, join infinite circles, third eyes, exude spectral hues, and dig the indigos that night shades the rivers, in motion. Thank
2: Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
9: oh I Grab your paradigm and shift it. Raise the clutch and let's get lifted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it nice and toasty. popcorn.
8: Loving you. Loving you guys. Oh yeah. Loving you. Loving you guys. Rightfully so. We need a real food.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: On the permits, we don't need a permit <laughs> I need it! Bye.
3: This is a poem for every person who has held their breath for a period of days, weeks, years, coming up finally as if from underwater to (gasps) holding on to anything solid. Don't let me go back down again. (laughs)
9: I'm a tuwe, to away, Bariba to it Bariba to Do it Bariba to away. Do it Bariba to it away, I'm a Bariba to it away, Bariba Tue, to away, but to it I'm a doubt
8: to it away, Badiba
9: to it to Tue, Badiba to it to away. Do it to a to it Do it 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 Do it it do it to it, Baliba to it to ambassador Ambasa down, do it to it to it Do it to it Do it do it do it to it to it it do it to away, baliba to
2: I'm a it to to it to
3: I'm held together by mostly duct tape and hope with endless miles left to go, but that's life and it gets better. So far, there's no time machine made for changing yesterday, so all of that is going to have to be passed and the future hurts to give birth to. You have to push and push and breathe. That's growing. It's slow. It's enlightenment by rubbing sticks together in the cold of a moment where numbness is false comfort that leads to the kind of sleep you don't wake up from. Keep moving. Push. Breathe. The best thing anyone ever did for me was believe. So I'll keep holding this lantern, letting you think it's the end of the tunnel's light. Even though there's no end in sight, (laughs) (laughs) it's a long road, but we will grow to like it, love it, and come to trust
2: ourselves. Like oh. falling. Oh.
3: from the <laughs> the
10: Cleaning up here on the other side, my name is Feathered Mouse Wings Tenali, producer of Muddy Boots. This has been a journey into my 15-plus year collection of music from the rainbow. Field recordings I've made mostly in the U.S., but also Mexico, Panama, and New Zealand. You can download the recordings at musicfromtherainbow.org and also an archive of this show at muddybootsradio.org. In the second set, we heard lots of trail sounds, and what have yous. Musically, this hour, we bliss-ninnied, er, I mean, started with, Eleanor, I don't want to sit in this house anymore. Then we heard Clint with Lulu's back in town. Then we heard Joy with Hot Potato. Clint and Ellison with the springtime leaves once smiled and giggled. But now as the days are longer, and the sun shines brighter, they cackle and holler with joy. That's a mouthful. Then we heard MJ and G-Funk with Love is Divine. Then we heard Chris, a story titled Three Piddle Legs. Then we heard Anala with Fisherman Work Song. Then we heard P.O. Dank with Old Sparky. Jerusalem Camp with Tuwe Thue. and we finished up with Aloha Camp. We were born to love you. Okay brothers and sisters. See you in 5 minutes. We love
2: One, two, three.
10: Greetings and welcome to The Other Side. My name is Warrior Blue Tarp Tenali, producer of Muddy Boots. And for this show, I am airing part one of Totally High Holy Rainbow Colored Spirit Hawk of Awakened Manifestation, featuring 15 years of field recordings I've made at rainbow gatherings around the world. If you're unfamiliar, in a nutshell, rainbow gatherings are a temporary, non-commercial event, a place to come, camp, share, and pray for world peace. They're held in a remote environment in faraway places such as the National Forest or in some countries on private land. In turn, and in regards to recording, everyone there is at the mercy of the elements. It can be an extremely difficult recording situation, yet spontaneous, which, for me, makes it incredibly motivating Try my hand at such an endeavor. In these recordings, you are liable to hear sneezes, crickets, campfire crackles, laughter, and so on. Actually, at times I find the backdrop sounds to be as interesting as the foreground. Every now and then, a whimpering child, or a faraway hoot, weaves perfectly with the lyrical content in synchronous wonderment, bellbinding even. While some of the recordings, dozens singing along kumbaya-ishly around the campfire, may come off as a wee bit twee, I would argue many do stand the test of time, though, mostly because they are raw, passionate, with unhindered emotion, and odd to think in today's world shared without any financial pursuit or gain. And because it being a non-commercial event put on by the public and for the public, sometimes Yes, sometimes magic can happen, and some of what you'll hear in this show may impart such a feeling. So, one of the primary focuses of a gathering, and at the root of why the first gathering occurred in 1972, is the prayer for world peace on July 4th, which commences with a morning of silence in a designated meadow where thousands gather in a circle to hold hands and begin to om for several riveting moments before a children's parade ends the silence and the masses burst out in merriment. Imperfections and all, there's really nothing quite like it. And yeah, it's probably naive, I know. Especially in today's confusing, information overloaded, and sometimes seemingly apathetic-minded world. Nonetheless, methinks, we must keep the dream alive. Like Oscar Wilde once said, a map of the world that does not include utopia is not worth even glancing at, for it leaves out the one country at which humanity is always landing. And when humanity lands there, it looks out and, seeing a better country, sets sail. Progress is the realization of utopias.
2: <laughs>
0: Testing a wide net, finding the common thread, letting life flourish, and saying, don't panic, just keep it organic. Is
7: that everybody about it? It's over
0: now.
7: It's only like eight generations old, but I keep reading. <laughs> I'm heading back out to nature's baptized myself in the river of life. And I set my soul free to soar with the eagles, and I built me a campfire to light up the night. <laughs> and there's whispering thunder in the sky that I'm under. It cuts through my mind like sight for the blind. The world that I want too hard to look for when the world that I need is so easy to find I lay myself down under blankets of sky the flicker of the firelight will dance in my eye. I drift off to sleep like a babe in the woods praying my evils don't outweigh my good Rain and I hear the wind wreaths. The drops are like pixies are kissing my face. It's so nice to be here and I feel so good. I would gladly trade iron and concrete for wood. To the mountains, to the valleys, to the rivers and streams, put the pocket full of wishes and a head full of dreams and i'm heading back out to nature's cathedrals to baptize myself in the river of life i set my soul free to soar with the eagles i built me a campfire to light up the night I was hearing a lot about
5: love stuff and uh, was just thinking of love as breath.
8: In the dark, 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 (laughs) I'm going to read you a poem called Touching Your Heart. I want to kiss you, but before I do, I thought you should know your beauty intimidated my ego below ground zero. Your presence twisted my tongue, rendering this poet speechless. As we were about to part, I wanted to touch your lips to mine. Four lips plus two tongues equal the sum of one. So I tell you this before we kiss. The first time we held hands, I stumbled over a time warp in the pitter-patter of a junior high heartbeat of not knowing what to do. And knowing the top of the world was in the moment. If your eyes were two suns, I would defy my mother and stare into them until I went blind. If your large pupils were disco balls, I would step back into the 80s and bump up the volume, bump up the volume, bump up the volume, dance, 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 skating around your rink, trying to catch the fractions of light you have shed upon me. If your Smiles were watercolors. I would let you bleed your hues into my coloring book and not worry about going outside the line. Your lips were oil paints. I would want you to lay them thick on my body's canvas for the taste of texture. And if the lower side of your neck were the forbidden fruit, (laughs) it would have to be a bulbous mango because that's the one thing I can't resist suckling and sinking my teeth into. And if I had the time to be a father, I would have the patience of father time to wait for our first kiss. But shit, I don't have that kind of time. Because your kiss would be the master key, and if I were God, for one day, to create anything I wanted in you, I would take your stories of tragedy, guilt, hurt, shame, and sorrow, along with every moment of love, peace, laughter, and serenity, only to let you go through them all again. You are Mother Earth. I am a pickaxe. I dig you for who you are. I, playing God, would leave you as is. Everything you've done is who you are. I am too imperfect to paint a picture like that. And know that I've dreamed of you when I was troubled. My mouth could open curtains behind my rib cage so you could see me raw, but my words swallowed my tongue. I choked on my own thoughts which found their way through a pen. Answer me this, if your heart were Tootsie Pop, How many palms would it take to get to the center? (laughs) (laughs) I wanna touch it. it With a
2: kiss.
5: We all get (laughs) <laughs> there is a load that you
2: have to blow <laughs> and you can't take Oh no what is it
8: Oh my god
2: I didn't
8: I have been electrified, plugged in, turned on, I'm alive. Every pulse every beat, every step is powered by my insides. I can't stop living, I can't stop thinking, I'm alive. Touch me and feel the shock, that's 10,000 volts of pure living electricity flowing through me. From me to you, you're alive too, can't you feel it?